Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It is March 15th. We're back for an episode of the Big Bell Podcast. I'm Two Chams. I'm here with my co-host, Jamal, at Giant Crab on Twitter. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? How's the Ides of March treating you? How's the what? The, the Ides of March. You know, it's a thing. Uh, I've I never heard that before. I, I got to be honest. But right, by the I'm way, gonna, I'm going to smack you with a Shakespeare uh, book real quick after the show. <laughs> I, I did. I did survive Pi Day yesterday. Oh, I did. That was the thing. I mean, you know, you thought you was a mathematician back in the day when you knew what Pi stood for. So I did. I did know that. And I actually was good at math. So I guess that's the double whammy. But anyway, yeah, whatever. The, the only pie I know is deep dish. <laughs> hey man, Giorgiano's. Let's get back to Chicago. We need that. That might have to happen. <laughs> but anyway, we're uh, uh, we're joined by a special guest tonight. Uh, he 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 will be a frequent member of the show. You can believe that. He's definitely uh, avid listener, good friend, fan, all that, all in one. Um, I got Mr. Brian Schwartz tonight. What's going on? What's up, man? Appreciate y'all having me on. It's a pleasure, you know, when you sit back and listen to a show and enjoy it to be able to come on and be a part and chop wrestling up with you guys. It was, it was like I said, it was a matter of time. I, 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 I pussyfooted a little bit. Uh, we had a really big, crazy schedule with things going on, but you know, we, we kept in touch. And uh, like I said, this is going to be happening more so than, uh, than none. So um, definitely for anybody who has been under the rock and has not seen your name come across their Twitter or any type of social media or anything over the last, what, five years plus in the game. Let them know who you are, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Dang, I guess it has been five years. Like, <laughs> when you roll it, you just, um, you know, you're just going. So, uh, you know, uh, Brian H. Waters, formerly known and sometimes still known as uh, Mr. Main Event B-Dub. It all started with... Uh, Guess we go back to 2010 with my cousin Bear. Uh, also, we uh, had a show called Wrestle Talk with Bear and B Dub. Um, then I went back to went back to school. I took a it was supposed to be a one year break. Ended up being a three year break. Um, but went to Morgan State University. Um, at that time, uh, Bear had to take some time off, and I came across um, the second semester. I met my uh, now co-host of the wrestling realm, the real Dwayne Allen. Uh, we actually met in a television production class, studio production class, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he was like, yeah, man, I, one of my friend Danny, I uh, always say she was like, uh, yeah, you got a wrestling show? And I was like, Danny, ain't that time yet. We ain't got to talk about that right now. And um, he was like, no, no, he got a wrestling show. So I said, all right, yeah, I got a wrestling show. Dwayne was like, nothing wrong with that. Uh, now, mind you, we're getting ready to get into WrestleMania 2017. Um, so we got into WrestleMania 27 season, and every day after class, we, we would see each other, we would talk, and sometimes we wouldn't even talk about, we would talk, people would go to class and come back, and we would still be talking wrestling, um, and I remember telling who's now my wife, I said, I found my new co-host. She was like, what? You can't replace your cousin. I said, trust me. 
Um, you know, we sat together, made a plan, and then created the wrestling realm, and that went on uh, consistently for two seasons. Um, but then we had to focus on graduating from college. Uh, we ended up, you know, we changed some things up a little bit. Did one episode of season three, and then I got the call to go to ESPN as a production assistant. So I worked up there. Uh, I actually had an opportunity to work with uh, Jonathan Coachman. They call him Coach. Um, I had an opportunity to work with uh, Robert Flores. Um, didn't do um, – did a little bit of wrestling stuff, and I'm talking around WrestleMania 31. Um, I kind of helped prepare the tweets because that's the first year where they really got into it, um, and that was leading into the summer where they were going to cover it. Uh, here's a funny story. My manager gave me Daniel Bryan's book, and then I found out – because he was a huge wrestling fan too. He got an advanced copy. Then the second copy he gave me – and then I put in my two-week notice on a Friday. That Tuesday, I found <laughs> out they were going to send me to SummerSlam. Um, and we're talking Brock Taker's um, match. But didn't get a chance to go. But uh, the next week, the Tuesday before I left, is when Brock Lesnar came to ESPN. And I had an opportunity to I, – I, I, I ain't going to lie, politic my way. I said, look, we got two people closing. Can I come in and help out with this interview? I said, even if I got to go home and come back. Like, I wanted to meet Brock Lesnar. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> So they let me work a morning shift. Um, so I got a chance to meet him, um, which is a, a funny story where I can get into later if you want. But I uh, got a chance to work, uh, meet him and did came back and um, went through Fox Sports 1340, did some wrestling content there with the Wrestling Summit. Shout out to my boys, Glenn and Corey of the Wrestling March of Excellence. Uh, worked with them for a little bit. And then um, I left Fox. And then this past October, Dwayne and I, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it's on my on all my social channels. We reenacted the NWO paid promotions video, mm-hmm. um, and and shout out to Dwayne because that was you know we we talked about it in 2015. It's funny I was looking at the pre-production note and I got when we first discussed it and he made it come out exactly like the way he envisioned it. We saw the Bullet Club that did one before we got a chance to do ours, and we said no, nah, theirs looked too clean. It looked too high <laughs> definition. We had you remember the old one? It was because at the in '96. In 97, everything was not high definition. So we kind of like made, I was with HD because we used HD cameras, but we had to kind of dial it back a little bit. Um, and so, uh, you know, we were doing the Russell Rome, we were back at it. And then I said to uh, Dwayne, I said, you know, I want to do a podcast. I want to talk every week. Uh, last year, I did a podcast just leading into WrestleMania, but this year, I said, I, I'm going to do it right. So this past, um, this past Wednesday, was the first episode of Break It Down with Brian H, and that's my new podcast. Um, still, uh, it's a spinoff of the wrestling. Well, it's presented by the wrestling realm, so you know the realm is still going on. Um, and then obviously I write. I wrote for Pro Wrestling Powerhouse, uh, which is now PWP Nation. Sometimes I still contribute, and then I also, um, you know, I have my own blog, The Brian H Waters. Last but not least, I just um, I did two years at WSU Wrestling, where I worked as a um, the social media person where I actually had a chance to work with people like uh, the current um, impact wrestling impact women's knockout champion, uh, Allie, I mean, she was cherry bomb. When I got there, she was the WSU champion. Mm-hmm. So I um, got a chance to work with her, my good friend, Kiara Hogan, obviously you guys, you know, me and him. So I right, you know, this uh, business isn't good to you. Oh, I know. <laughs> how could I forget? Um, Real Championship Wrestling. It's actually the first company I started working for as a backstage announcer slash social media producer back in 2012, which may be coming back soon. 
So, okay. We'll, it definitely will keep you posted because we definitely, if we do, we got to have y'all in the building. Okay. You know, we're ready to work all day. You know, <laughs> funny funny parallel about that story. Well, two things. Corey's like my big brother. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he got he got me through high school, made sure he kept my head on straight. And then he and then he wouldn't let me escape because we went to uh, college together too and uh, ran track my freshman year. It was hard on me about that. Then kind of find out he was a nice guy actually. <laughs> we could start talking wrestling <laughs> together. But other than that, he made sure he, he kept me honest for eight years, man. So that that's my guy. So um, that's and, and J- Jamal's the same way. Uh, Jamal, me and him, uh, we are we we frequently see a lot of. Um, movie screenings and uh we sat there and we, we we would talk about it and sometimes our conversation would go for about 30 minutes then they go about an hour and then you know he was um good listener to the show gave me tons of good advice i mean he he, he pretty much like shaped a lot of the creative about uh, how we do things and then i was thinking to myself one day i was like wait a minute well like what am i doing like he was a he was coming on you know Frequently, that was like, wait, I'm officially going to just stamp this. I was a little bit scared because I was like, oh, I know he's busy. I know he got a lot of, he does a lot of with the uh, movie screenings and reviews. I was like, oh, he's not going to have time to podcast every week. But <laughs> we, a year on out, and uh, he's still here uh, messing with me. So, uh, you know, good to have that guy. Yeah, man. I like that guy. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. But um, definitely, um. Uh, end of the show. We definitely make sure that uh, anybody who's listening, we give you um, ample opportunity to plug uh, where they can find you at. Um, again, if they've been under a rock or just haven't even been following our stuff, because uh, we've re- frequently retweeting each other. Um, yeah. And uh, what was that absurd tweet that you said earlier about who's going to beat uh, Villanova? <laughs> oh, okay. It Villanova. It was uh, TSU will be beating uh, Xavier. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. And yeah, you 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 went on that. <laughs> well, look, I'll be... they, they, I, I, one day it has to happen. Not one this day, year. A sixteen has to be the one. It just has to. Not this year. I mean, I the have... the seedings have been very bad this year. I de- there's definitely been some really questionable seedings, but none of these sixteens are not messed with. None of these high power either in defense or offense. One, so it, it's not happening <laughs> at all. Hey, I was just not this year. I picked the. Uh... I picked Loyola Chicago. Me too. No, yeah, yeah. Me I too. Loyola Chicago. Over Miami. I didn't think it was gonna happen like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, gotta love March Madness. But uh, yep. speaking of the madness, man, the wrestling world, tons and tons of things are going on where it is just got people like pissed. I mean, we originally this was going to be the closing topic, but because of news that came out, um maybe well, a few hours ago, the, the Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal. Okay, WWE announced that this will be um, the parallel to the Archer the Giant Memorial for WrestleMania for women. Uh, and, and, and this year will be the debuting year where um, uh, both SmackDown and Raw uh, wrestlers, as well as NST wrestlers, will participate in a 30-man um, battle royal to crown the, the, the first winner. And... Great idea. I mean, think about this. This has been in, I'll say, the physical year of wrestling, the physical year in wrestling. It's been the, the, the year of this women knocking down barriers and uh, creating and, break, and, and making history. And 
it just only made sense. I, I obviously I didn't think that much to think they would do something like this. But when I first originally heard, I was like, oh yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, there's tons and tons of people who deserve. I ain't gonna say deserve, but you know, probably looking for an opportunity to do something at WrestleMania, and they didn't have anything. So this helps out give thirty people, um, you know, something to do to be in the building to showcase something. So good idea. Until I started thinking about this for a minute, and also tweets too, like fabulous Moolah. and I mean. Thank God this isn't a PG show because God, the things I've been seeing online, people are letting her have it. Mm-hmm. And originally this topic was going to be, what well, did WWE get this right by naming it after her? Well, they 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 put their foot in their own mouth because uh, two hours ago, they announced that they are now not calling it the Fabulous Moolah Battle, Memorial Battle Royal. It is this now called the Women's Battle Royal. The, Russell, the Women's WrestleMania Battle Royal. So Right. So to reshape this question, to, to give us something to, uh, to still indulge in here, why let's look, why was why do you think Mueller was even on the table and who actually pulled the trigger here? And like, just why and how bad of a decision was this? I start with okay, you, Jamal. Well, I, I, I'll start off by saying when if you're of a particular age, um, unless you are a wrestling historian, you have a very uh, specific uh, memory of Mueller and Mae Young. Now, whether it's giving birth to Mark Henry's hand baby or, you know, taking part of the bikini contest with Sable and the cat and all of that, or the Dudley boys uh, powerbombing one of them through the table, or one of my favorites, uh, they're running with three-minute warning, uh, Rip, to both of them. Um, You have a very specific view of them. And that has nothing to do with the bullshit that they did 40 years prior to that, that basically built uh, definitely Moolah's um, wrestling career uh, from the mid-50s to the mid-80s. So if you don't know that history, you know, it, it's kind of like, well, why? what's the big deal? And then you learn the history and you go, oh, yeah, that's why that's a problem. Um, now, based on WWE's current audience, it makes sense to have the Moolah and Mae Young thing. Uh, the Mae Young Classic could have been named after somebody else, uh, arguably more um, worthy of that, of having something named after him, sure. Um, could the Fabulous Moolah uh, Memorial uh, shenanigans? Yeah. But this is also the same company that gave us, um, and I can't think of their names, the Mexicools. This is the same company that gave us Brock Lesnar uh, leading the mariachi band to fight Eddie Guerrero. This is the same company where Vince McMahon uh, said the N-word to John Cena. This is the same company where, um, well, what what the hell was uh, his name? Well, 205 Live is just a complete joke. Um, It's gotten better, but we know that that's not what they wanted. So this is the same company that puts the gave the ultimate warrior um, a, a generally a racist prick, uh, his own like lifetime achievement award. So, am I disappointed? Well, sure, you have to be. Am I surprised? No. But yeah, no. I, I do believe that there's a special place in hell where uh, Mula's watching this, and uh, good for her. She'll never have it. What about you, Brian? What's, what's your initial wow. thoughts on this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Oh man, um, so you need when you said 
initial thoughts on the change or the name? Either one. Let's. I, I, it's open table, man. What, what's your initial thoughts? Either uh, the initial thought or you know they, uh, them getting this right now by just dropping it. All right. So I'll be honest and say I was ignorant to the name. Like I, I heard the stories of the fabulous Moolah. Um, you know, but I guess to say I didn't read that much into it to know it was that bad. So, but when they changed it, I said, oh, well, you know, because at first I was like, they're not going to change it because I felt, and I'm, you know, glad I, we, you know, I answered your question on the podcast mm-hmm. um, that it was that Mula and Mae Young are like the godmothers of women's wrestling. So I said, well, yeah, check it past, but in this day and age, you know, a lot of most of those old school wrestlers did. But when I continuously saw the backlash, I said they did the right thing. Um, and, you know, it just, it, like Jamal said, like we've seen all the stuff they did before. So it, it wasn't surprising that they would name it after her, um, considering, but it's just, I mean, I think they did the right thing. It sucks. I wish they would have had a better name than Russell, Women's WrestleMania Battle Royal, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense to give it to somebody else because then that person's always going to be like, oh, you only named it this after them because of the, um, you couldn't name it after Moolah. Yeah. Now, let, let me ask you this, though. Um, I, I think, and maybe you'll agree or not, that it's actually more disrespectful to other deserving women. Uh, and and you, we can sit here and spitball in, in a list of names. No, no, no. Let's actually be. name a few names. I, I'm, I'm I will, interested. I will in a second. I will in a second. Okay. But if you're telling me that the best you can do is moolah or nothing, you can pick a, gar- a dark corner and go fuck yourself. <laughs> because the Sarah Del Rey Memorial Battle Royal, or not even Memorial because she's not dead. But how many but WWE fans think, will really know Sarah Del Rey? They should. But that's, I, but that's I, I, the point, though. Yeah. Why is George Hackenschmidt in the WWE Hall of Fame, then, if that's the case? Huh? Why is George Hackenschmidt in the WWE Hall of Fame, if that's the case? No, I'm not saying, but you just I'm just saying from a a global perspective, like you know the casual fan, right? Know, and that's George the Hackenstein, that's the point, though. You know, like people like him. You know, they didn't name a battle royal after him, and you know we know he's the first world champion. Right. But if you talk right. to a person who knows the big names, you know, if they know, let's just say, let's just you know the the mega superstars, right? Icons, huh? No, I understand that. I understand yeah. that. But my point is, is though, is that like you're telling me that it's Moolah or nothing? That doesn't make sense to me. What does make sense is that you know you have a Sarah Del Rey, you have Medusa, you have China, you have Ivory, you have Jackie, who is a Hall of Famer. I mean, there are a lot of people that could have been named, um, you know, in this to take the place of the fabulous Moolah. Fuck, give it to May Young. I mean, again, I don't care. <laughs> but you, you miss a battle royal. I don't care. But the point is, it's Moolah or nothing. It's bullshit. And this is another thing. This is another thing, real quick. If you have, uh, you know, the backlash, why do that when and you don't go back on other things? You have the Be a Star campaign, but then Nia Jax is getting fat shamed allegedly. And I know we'll talk about that a little bit later. You have, you know, it's just a, it's just a house of contradictions in the WWE sometimes. And until the sponsors got involved, honestly is when they decided to change it. But realistically, you're telling me that there isn't a single woman out there that should deserve this uh, this recognition if we have an event named after her? 
the, uh, the as we've seen with Baron Corbin, the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal doesn't mean a goddamn thing. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, if somebody were to say, it's like saying you're an assistant that's, manager at a Chick Fil A. Like, so what? That's I mean, a good for you. you that, that's a okay. Whatever you say, that's a, a entirely super biased statement towards Baron Corbin. Although it's very true, but. Tell, tell me it's not true. Like my I mean, hatred I, of that boarding piece of shit aside, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I think it's it's very true. It's, it's very true. McFlurry, Oreo McFlurry, right there for you, sir. That's that's I'm exactly not a what Corbin that. fan either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I no, mean, Baron Corbin is stealing checks. Call the Treasury Department. I don't even know where to even go here because you took a lot of my points. I was going to make too, but I absolutely a billion percent agree. One, one, the backlash thing. I get it, I, but. Wrestling Twitter always is mad about something. It is super, like, uniquely special to me that the fact that Dashley did change it because of the backlash. Yeah, like, yeah, the sponsors and stuff um had a lot to do with it as well. But it was just entirely surprising that this took Monday, Tuesday, three days, two days, three days to do the change. Um, yeah. that's a big pat on the back for everybody involved for for them knowing that this was not right for them to make the change for that. Um, but yeah, WWE is living a, a, a walking contradiction because I can assure you that the hatred they got for uh Hulk Hogan and his comments that were made long, whatever it was. Do you think we see him induct Hibbilly Jim at the Hall of Fame, or do they absolutely blackball him from that too? You know, it's it's gonna be things like that we're gonna be picking up on, but absolutely again. So Fabulous Moolah? Oh, we don't have anybody else. I mean, because no one else can throw another name here that anybody else in the, the executive boards can agree on. No one else? I mean, is it but, really? Would like, you want to be named after that, though? A China like, is absolutely want... the person to go with here. Someone who's okay. been in Battle Royals, who's been in Royal Rumbles. Beth Phoenix is still alive. And yes, we did have the memorial, um, the first inaugural woman's uh, Royal Rumble this year, which is a great thing. But before that, there was pioneers that did it already. Somebody who can represent what this stands for. And, you know... Now, I think that's what it should have been from the jump. I'll give you that. Um, but I think that just... It, to me, it just feels like it's like dating that girl, and then you get turned down in front of somebody else, everybody, and then you go to the next girl. She'll be like, well, you really want, didn't want me in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Or they could just they could have just not said anything else about it and just announced it at uh, WrestleMania with a new name. That's it. They could have just did that. But, you know, they went back and renamed it so they knew they were wrong. They were caught red-handed, the hand in the cookie jar and they did not feel they 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 right it one wrong, but they did not fix this entire um situation considering that I haven't even went, went back to watch, but Everything that they were saying about the fabulous Moolah and then why this was dedicated towards her, that's almost feels like a contradiction too. Because yeah, we, we we know about the past and all the wrong she did, but all the right that they were saying, it also makes them feel like yeah, we 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 were aware of the wrong. You had to be aware of the wrong, but all this right doesn't mean anything now. And now we just have to scrap all of this. So regardless of what it is, you don't think there's no one else that could fit those same shoes as far as being a pioneer or or someone else deserving to. Um, to model this war, this battle warrior after for years to come. An uh, icon, like you said, China is a global icon. Harder DS, you know, Triple H still runs the company, so it's, the relations there. Um, 
all of the historical things she's done in the past, that's absolutely an icon. Um, and like well, Jamal honestly, said, you could have played the safe. May Young Balroy. <laughs> they could have did that. Because Triple H is still um, one of the head dudes in charge, China will never really get a fair shake. I honestly believe that. Um, because you're telling me that, well, we don't want to put China at the forefront of something because of the sex tape, the drugs, and, and her death. But how many women have done Playboy in WWE? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can legally go see what Maria Canellis looks like and Sable and Tori Wilson and, and whoever else. So what's the difference between Playboy and the sex tape that got, that got leaked? And, and, um, and, and to be fair to, to to some of those segments, guys had to work them too. Oh, wait a minute. This is Jeff Jarrett that's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was a womanizer for uh, a pivotal role in his character. Well, last time I, saw, I heard about Jeff Jarrett, he got booted out of Impact when he showed up to work drunk in Nashville. Oh, that, also, said, happened. Nah. that also happened yeah. on the Indies too. So. Yeah, seven, six months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because, yeah. And China also was not eligible because of what her reputation was much more worse than that and recent. So honestly, though, I need Jeff Jarrett to wear the Global Force title to um to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Look, well, any other comments about the Fabulous Moolah Memorial being changed to the WrestleMania Woman Battle Royal? Anything no, else? Burn, burn the name and send it to hell with her. <laughs> How about you, Brian? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> geez, geez, geez. But all right. All right, so let's talk about the, the Hall of Fame class of 2018. Now, you have Goldberg, um, who is the headliner for this year. You have the Dudley Boys, Ivory, Jeff Jarrett, Jarius, J.J. Robinson, who will be receiving the um, Andre, I mean, the um, Ultimate Warrior uh, Award. Uh, okay. What I'm, did he do? Maybe quoting that wrong. Wrong. Um, the hillbilly Jim, the hillbilly hillbilly Jim, and uh, Kit Rock for the celebrity wing. I'm not letting you guys steal all my ideas this time, so I'm just going to put this out right now. And have Jamal already known <laughs> it because I've been forcing myself about this for the last two days. Kit Rock is absolutely the absolute worst choice they could have did this year. No, nope. absolutely not true. Absolutely not true. For for whatever for the celebrity wing in the eye of what makes him more qualified or eligible or even what even makes this the right decision this year, considering that Lemmy died 2015, who also has done numerous theme songs for people in WWE, including the best theme song of all time, Evolution, including tri- all the Triple oh, H's things. Um, and then even if not, then okay, cool. There's an argument we can say, all right, maybe he didn't make some of the best themes. But then there's this other guy that absolutely is the counterpart to these these uh, themes that have been made, and that's Jim Johnston. And 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 you don't consider him of all nope. the work that he's put in for nope. numerous years. A Kid Rock, nope. come on now, come on. I know you want to get on the negative about Kid Rock, but come well, on. He's now. an American badass. I'll, I'll agree with you. Um, I was uh, you figured he was going to get in. Um, I just felt like now with this political climate, like he couldn't have waited. Uh, you know that was my opinion. Uh, but 
I'm hoping that the reason is because they know that they're going to have him introduce the Undertaker. <sighs> oh, God. He's still alive? I, I can't <laughs> believe an induct, uh, a Hall of Fame induction goes to a booking for a match like the, uh, uh, of this like low caliber, just complete nonsense. I mean, I, I can completely do without without that storyline or or that booking ever happening but like a hundred percent i will be getting up to either get getting another beer or something but <laughs> i'm not I for that what you're saying, but just you know i understand i understand the frustration don't get me wrong um i'm just trying to make sense of i because i don't want to see him in there quote unquote but i mean this year i should say i know he's going to get in but i'm just hoping that like that's some sort of payoff or something Yep, yep. Um, so, so then the Undertaker comes out, and then he like points at the Hall of Fame sign for next year. <laughs> Maybe, hopefully. But uh, what about everybody else that's in this class? No, no, actually, I'm not even gonna give y'all a chance to steal my ideas again. Now, I am. I'm cool with Goldberg being inducted. No, but. For everything they've been doing for women's wrestling over the last year, why not let Ivory headline it this year? Why not let a woman, period, headline it? For the fact that everything else they've done, I think it is absolutely, I mean, if you're talking about breaking down barriers and just every pay-per-view match, booking, whatever, they're just looking to take one step higher on, on equality for women's wrestling. Why not just let a woman hall of, uh, headline the Hall of Fame here? Easy. And I'd be d- totally deserving. Very happy well, to hear this news announced. Why not well, just let, let her... Let me ask you uh, do, do you think the WWE is actually looking to be proactive in, in, in evolving the uh, gender neutrality? Or do you think they just don't give a shit and they just try to make some money as fast as they possibly can? I'm not answering that. <laughs> That's a super slippery slope, tricky question right there. No, it, it's, it's really simple. No, no, I don't I'm, think that WWE gives a good goddamn about w- whether or not the, they're progressing this or trend setting that because they really didn't invent anything. Everything that's been done in WWE, you can find it in the indies, hell, on Powerbomb.tv from last week. So let's <laughs> not sit up here and pretend that WWE's reinvented the wheel. That they're not. So stop that. Secondly, they're just they're just trying to make some money. That's what the Hall of Fame is. You're telling me that we're going to spend all this money to put people in a visit in an invisible building for no damn reason at all. And also, Lexi actually is a building, by the way. The, the the there's not a WWE Hall of Fame. It does not exist. I think there I is a wrestling Hall of Fame, and that is in Wichita Falls, Texas. Yeah, and has nothing that. to do with it. I thought they were building a Hall of Fame down in Orlando or by the Performance Center. I thought that was a thing. That was supposed to be a thing three WrestleManias ago. So, and but that hasn't happened yet. If they opened it, where is it? Lastly, if Goldberg is going to be in, in, inducted into the Hall of Fame, then so should Maven, because he's about as relevant to the lore of WWE as Goldberg is. Okay, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not fooling with your comments. <laughs> I'm dead serious, though. I'm just uh, not. Shout out to my man, Big Visser. One of the questions we used to ask was, uh, why not Ivory? Uh, actually, it's funny because a couple months ago, I actually wrote a column on my website about, I believe that Sable 
should be the first woman to headline a Hall of Fame. The reason is when you look at her, no one generated more pop than Stone, uh, except Stone Cold Steve Austin at that time. And I yeah. felt that if she would have been, if you if you ever, you eventually would go with a woman. I personally think Chris Stratus is the most complete WWE women's star. And what I mean is, as far as good wrestler, wrestled. huh? She actually wrestled. Yeah, good wrestler, great to look at. Um, the only thing, you know, Trish, Trish did something that we all, well, a lot of us uh, uh, is not happy, and that was leave us wondering as far as not uh, being in Playboy. But I always thought, you know, so to me, she's like my personal favorite complete package of all time. But it wasn't, obviously, she's already in there. Sable isn't in there. Sunny, you know, you can make the argument that Sunny, you know, what she said, she started the revolution. She, you know, she made, uh, she was like the the first eye candy in the uh, before we got to the during the new generation era. And then Sable came and to me, just like took all that to a whole new level. You know, people was watching WWE because of Sable, and that's why I felt like she should be the first woman to headline. Well, let me ask you this though, and, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just don't think that applies into WWE's kid-friendly TVPG format. Mm-hmm. Because if you think if you think of what Sable brought, she was a multi-time women's champion, sure. But do you think what would her highlight reel be? Uh, the Thanksgiving gravy match or the uh, bra and panties match? Uh, or the other the bra t- and panties t- match? The, the TKO to, to marvelous Mark Merrow, for sure. Yeah, right. Like so. Yeah. So I don't think that fits into the narrative of this kid-friendly, sponsor-friendly, ad-friendly WWE that they're trying to pursue when, you know, for the same reasons why, you know, China, they they don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole, for the same reasons why Crispin Waugh is Prinsana Nongrata, you know, like the two incidents are separate. He didn't murder anybody in the ring, just his family. So you can still watch a good match that happens to feature Crispin Waugh, but they can't say his name in, in, in the WWE. So I think that Sable doesn't fit into what they're trying to do today. And I'm not saying that she shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Ugh, I guess. I mean, if you're watching the Hall of Fame with your dick in your hand, then sure, put Sable in there. I don't think that she was a good wrestler. I don't think she didn't move the needle for me. Actually, I thought she was rather boring. But as far as what, if they go back to a, a more edgy style, then maybe that might be the time place for her. It ain't baseball where you have a window. They can put her in, you know, 30 years from now. I I, I think I, I, I definitely see both of you guys' view. Um, wasn't, you know, wasn't, you know, in the top or upper echelon in, in women's wrestling back then. But she, uh, she definitely had to draw um, a following and definitely generated a huge amount of revenue and, and pop. And I were on TV when she was on there, no matter if it was for whatever reason. But um, I you know as far as far as as far as the window, um, I think there's a legitimate window because you start looking at age and errors, and then you know the more and more close we get, we start getting to um recent, then you start re- thinking back like, all right, wait a minute, we were getting some people in the attitude era that should already be in. So, um, I mean, Jacqueline just went in, so you have to be thinking about Sable soon. But I also think that uh, Sable must be on the radar. She's married to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's contract is whatever he wanted to be. I mean, you have to be an idiot to think he's not pushing to get his wife to be in the Hall of Fame at some point. So Brock doesn't care about his wife. Go in together. 
Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. It, it would, but personally, I think that every single woman ever to wrestle in ECW is better than Sable. It doesn't matter though. I mean, we're not. It's not. Well, then what's the point of the Hall of Fame then? Because the Hall of Fame isn't about who was the best wrestler. Hillbilly Jim is going in, by the way. Just wanted to remind you. Um, yeah, I don't know why that is either. It's just it's it's just more or less like the impact that someone made on um on fans or the generation or the era of uh, or the style of wrestling whatever it may have been just whoever made an impact who wasn't just there you know okay uh, well if their uh, marriage is a popularity contest then fine you know it doesn't matter then we can all agree that there's really no statue about what qualifications as far as what gets you into the hall of fame but this mysterious book of rules that you know we're kind of trying to imply here how it works um, it's one of those people that just, you know, you think back like, yeah, that person had a good run. They, uh, they accumulated some, um, a, a good, a, a good number of accolades or just good storylines or just obviously changed the game. You know, it's, it's the AI thing. He's never won anything, but the guy changed how the guard position is played. And yeah, he put, he put the seven assists on his back one season, but other than that, no, <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just, like I said, I think it's in the sense of, like, we, you start looking like, yeah, we're in this era. We're in the attitude era for women. Jacqueline just went in. Ivory is going in. We have to be thinking Sable and China soon. Super soon. Next I year mean, soon. If China, yes. But I would say Francine. I would say Don Marie. Huh? Uh, I would say I would say a lot of them over um, over Sable. But, you know, whatever. I mean, if, if, that, if that's all it is, it's the popularity contest. They're fine. Okay, so we so we got Jeff Jarrett in this year, who's also been a head scratcher to some people. Before 100%. I get to that too, I am all for Vader getting in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I would love to see this guy live, um, <laughs> accepting his Hall of Fame ring. Seriously, I, I do believe that's a there's a list of people who um, you know that people who get in after you know they're dead, and I, I hate to say it, but I think Vader's on that list. It feels like it. <laughs> Because I mean, everyone's been campaigning for him. Uh, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle for one. Uh, Owen Hart is obviously like win, just just win. But um, you know, people have been campaigning for Vader all over the 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 the, the, the table, and it's just I I just don't know. I, I I I thought this would have been the year for sure. I was waiting, but you know, all the the other thing is too. It seems like this year more than ever. Rumors of people who were going to get in has all lived up to them. Except for hmm. Jeff Jarrett. I don't know if he was a rumor, but everybody else is like straight down the board was just on target. So yep. Yeah, because the Godfather's the first ballot Hall of Famer. What was he? Well, the Godfather's in the Hall of Fame. I just don't know why. <laughs> I mean he got shoot. Really, yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> he got shoot credit. But again, it's one of those people who, you know, long tenure, um, adapted through the different eras and stayed relevant. Is D'Lo in the Hall of Fame, by the way? Nope. D'Lo. Stop it. Look, if it wasn't with D'Lo, Roman Reigns wouldn't even have that chest protector. (laughs) Someone bite me. (laughs) But Okay, but Jeff Jarrett, I mean... You guys got any thoughts on this or any reserves? Did they get did they get this right? Or are you cool with it? Or what what are you expecting? I'll start with you, Brian. 
As far as I'm sorry, my daughter started talking. I had to mute. Oh, uh, you good, man? What was the question? What do you, oh, what do you, what oh, do you think sorry. of Jeff Jarrett getting, getting into the Hall of Fame? Uh, is that a good move or not? Um, I think it's a good move. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, he, you know, can you? He was a, a integral part of the attitude there. He was a workhorse, you know. Um, he was a. He's actually. I mean, you might consider him amongst the top thirty intercontinental champions. So, you know, I think it was a good move. It de it's definitely a head-scratcher. You know, if anything, it's a dagger to TNA. When you look at this year, you have Jeff Jarrett going in the Hall of Fame, and you also have AJ Styles being in one of the main events of WrestleMania. So it's like, you know, they don't even say their name. And, you know, I know people may think, uh, you know, TNA isn't that big of a deal at WWE. Bottom line is their competition, and there were guys that were leaving there to go to TNA. So... Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I think it's a good move. I I have to say that I think this is way more of some back, um, some really political or just executive type of deals going on um, in WWE. I think this has a lot to do with, and this is completely speculative on the, the grandest level, Jeff mm -hmm. Jarrett's getting in the Hall of Fame because they're, they still, first of all, I feel that Jeff Jarrett, Although it may not be with Anthem, but still have, probably has some ties in the company. Still got some major influence in the company. I figured they broke bread. They 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 solved the, the whole woken broken thing with parties, and um, they, they got that done. They dropped the lawsuit. Everyone's happy. I mean, Hootie Hootie and them didn't stand a chance anyway of of of, of actually winning. But whatever it is, they got that deal done. I honestly think that Jeff Jarrett going in the Hall of Fame has a lot to do with WWE in the future soon using TNA media rights. And I think this is one of those, okay, I will release some of this or you can have rights to some of this as long as I won, get in the Hall of Fame, maybe get some form of deal on my merch, a percentage or something off of that. And it is what it is. You know, keep me relevant within the company. Maybe let me work something in the company for a while. Jeff Jarrett, who knows what he's doing right now? Um, but I think there's a lot more to it than just the fact of like, oh, I think Jared Jarrett is a good guy to go here. I literally think come after WrestleMania season, we're going to start seeing some AJ uh, video footage from uh, TNA. Jeff Jarrett, absolutely, we're going to see it doing his Hall of Fame thing. And um, I, think, I think it just means a lot more to come down the line, so... Um, so moving on to the next topic. So over this week's Raw, uh, which aired on March 12th, um, Alessa Bliss, well, first off, Nia Jack had a squash match. I love them. They're absolutely some of my favorite things, some of my favorite matches to watch on Raw. Uh, I was absolutely hilarious. Um, the week before that, or was it the same day? I can't remember. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It was the same day. It was before the Nia Jax uh, squash match. Lesa Bliss gave Nia Jax tons of kudos about um, how she just got to lift her head up and just keep striving to be better. Blah, 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 blah. You know, all the best friend talk. Apparently, they filmed a, um, they filmed a segment of cheaters because Alessa Bliss and Mickey James were caught in the back locker room e um, dropping uh, just dropping Tons of crap on Nia Jax, just busting her balls. And ultimately, because I don't remember half of the quotes that were said, it was just ultimately 
body shaming to his max. And it just, you know, made ton of people uncomfortable. Um, that originally I wasn't even listening to what was happening, but I saw so much of the backlash online. I went back online to, to watch the segment again. I was just like, oh, yeah, they 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 did not have to execute Hill Heat like in that manner, especially with everything that's going on. I mean, Jamal already said the points earlier. WWE are advocates to anti-bullying and so on. And then you pull a move like this as far as body shaming. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be done that way. Um, so you guys seen the segments. Is this uh, how how big of a deal is this? And do the fans immediately get over this, or does this still leave a salty taste in, on everybody's like minds for you know to the conclusion of this feud? Actually, um, it feels like if, if you if you didn't preface this with. Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Nia Jax, I would have thought you were talking about Baron Corbin, the Singh Brothers, and, Sin- and Shinsuke Nakamura. It's the same thing. It's a segment that was a bad joke on paper. It was a bad, worse joke in public. And now you got to figure out what you're going to do because you're just left with eggs. All it spilled all over the damn ring. So is it like a big deal? Well, I'm not Nia Jax. And also, we do have to remember that, for what it's worth, she probably okayed this thing to, uh, as part of her job. Now, realistically, could she actually have said, no, I'm not okay with this without any repercussions? We don't know. So there are two sides to that. I think, in general, because WWE wants to go kid-friendly and they want to go you know, do that, there are better ways of executing the storyline without resorting to petty name-calling. Does this does this heat kind of heat help anyone? No. Does this kind of heat hurt anyone? Well, no, because in two weeks or in three weeks of WrestleMania, we're not going to give a shit. In the same way that Jinder, Jinder Mahal and his very racist, racially charged uh, promo versus Nakamura, that feels like a year ago. So, and much because everything moves at the speed of Twitter, it's a it's a thing now. But if you give it five minutes, nobody's going to remember that Roman Reigns took Roman Reigns took steroids and was suspended for a month. It'd just be a thing that happened. Fair enough. What about you, Brian? So I not to play, you know, super WWE fan here. You know, I'm not Uh-oh. trying to uh, but get I, ready, America. <laughs> I didn't hate it. What I saw was Nia Jax being humanized. And when you think about all the little girls that may be going through the same thing. The ultimate payoff will be Nia Jax raising the title at WrestleMania. And but here's the issue. This is the thing. She has to win the belt at this point. Do not do what they did to, if y'all don't mind me saying this, to us black folks at WrestleMania 19 when Triple H and Booker T went so far only for Booker T not to get the title. Hmm. You, know, you know, when you look at Harley Race. Vader going up against Ron Simmons. And Ron Simmons and Vader said everything, you know, more so Harley Race said the things to Vader. I mean, to Ron, uh, Harley Race said the things to Ron Simmons. The payoff was Ron Simmons becoming the first black world champion right here in Baltimore, Maryland. That's what I need to happen with Nia Jax, you know, 
because you think about all the bullies that happen, <clears throat> everything that these little girls go through, and they can look up to Nia Jax. Because I know people want to see Nia Jax being that dominant heel or that, that um, you know, but right now there's no payoff. Like, who's going to come up and dethrone her? When, I, when Karma came in, the collision course was Karma versus Beth Phoenix. We just never got there because Karma was pregnant. Right now, we don't have a collision course. We don't have anybody because Oscar's in front of her, essentially. It'd be one day if Oscar was chasing Nia Jax. That's true. That's true. Now, let, me, let me ask you this, though. You have um, Nia Jax, and personally, I believe that Nia Jax and Braun Strowman have a similar career path. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, for some reason or another, Nia Jax has slowly turned into Bray Wyatt. Just a person of a particular size, de- uh, demeanor that we really don't know what to do with, and we can't. We tried the super heel thing, didn't work. We tried the weird, cute baby face thing with Enzo Amore. Personally, it didn't work. And now she's this like lovable oaf next to um, to Alexa Bliss, and I don't think that works. So much like Bray Wyatt, you have a person that I, I see talent in. I'm rooting for Nia Jax, um, but but the, what what of it? What what do we do with her? And it's not, it's not even close that Oscar is half the galaxy far ahead of her. And then you throw in Charlotte Bailey and um, and and uh, Bliss and Mickey James and Oscar's. I mean, uh, Nia Jax is holding down the back of the bus all by her lonesome eating a cherry pie. So what do you do? I mean, I agree that there's no real payoff with this, and, and she wins the belt and stuff like that, but Braun's a face, and I never thought I would see that. You know, if you asked me that six months ago, I would have said that's insane. I mean, and Nia, and, there. So and, what do we that, do? And that confused, too, because she just worked the squash match. Faces don't, right. run, don't run squash matches. Especially with the great. Right. Well, she was wrestling, was looking scared out of her mind, like she was in the ring with a monster, so... I don't know. Unless this is Monsters Inc. Last time I checked, monsters aren't likable people. They're going to have to call a code 19 and change the game a little bit. <laughs> Man, what? That, that is a deep cut Monster Inc. reference. When I looked at Braun Strowman, um, you know, like you said, we never thought we'd see him be uh, a face. But what I did notice was he became, he wasn't as goofy like the big show. Became, you know, Big Show became a goofy face. And, right. and I know a lot of people say, if you look at show, if he would have only did, like, been in the same type of shape he's in now, he would have been uh, much further in his career. And, you know, granted, he had a great career without a shadow of a doubt, but he would it would have been even better. Um, like, Nia Jackson, I know we, but, you know, the, I know the squash matches, that's sort of like old school. Um, and, I, I guess she was a. I never really looked at her because as long as she was with Alexa Bliss, you know, it was like that slow turn that we saw with Kane. Necessarily, when you know he started kind of getting a little sympathy when he was being punked by the corporation. Okay. Yeah. And so you know, I mean, I'm, I'm I just really think that the payoff is Nia Jax winning the title, and this is a way to get us there as opposed to the same thing having her just beat down. And then, you know, this is this is pent-up frustration when you look back, you go back as far as the summer was concerned when they, you know, first started sort of having issues. 
Well, I mean, to be fair, though, they tried this with Banks and Bailey, and then they fought at whatever the last pay-per-view was for them, and then the week later they made up like nothing ever happened. And now they're yeah. cool again, I guess. Okay, fine. But we've also <laughs> seen that same. We've also seen the same dynamic with Naomi and Tamina Snooker, where there's no way in the hell Tamina's going to win a title. I mean, I don't know how anybody could in the right mind could. Stevie Wonder saw this. Tamina wasn't winning the title, so <laughs> that that two person, you know, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan and Kane pulled it off well, but they're one of the few in that odd couple matchup where you have, uh, you know, polarizing figures working together for a, a, a goal. But I, I just don't see it with Nia Jackson. Now it's kind of like like with Bray Wyatt. What do you do? Yeah, you know, I'm about to go with Brown on this one, man. You got to give her the title and then scratch your head after that. But I don't know. She's a face heel. I don't know how much of this has to do with Total Divas. But, uh, yeah, she she has definitely lost that seed. I don't even – like, she had huge momentum, and then that just evaporated, like, she fell off the map and she was Mega Man or something. Like she was just done. There was no more. And then she like disappeared. I mean, you know, she took that leave of absence, and that was a that was legitimately the epitome of her booking. It just was like, all right, well, where'd she go? Um, but I, I really do appreciate that 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 point of saying how she um they, they may be booking her to be humanized. I think it works towards the gamut of her not being like most women, but does it? Because if you're not like most, but you're also trying to uh, make her to appear like most people or normal people or regular people, whatever it may be, they can't even get that right. So, you know, I smell a repackaged galore coming, if anything. If she wants to be a heel, she needs Jay Lethal's theme and to go out there and kick ass. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, the manager thing, Jesus, the more and more I think about everything that that's been of Nia Jax for the last, like, since SummerSlam. I, I, I don't know. Maybe a shakeup or something. Who knows? But then she, if, if, if a shakeup happens, she goes to the other brand, that means she won't be the champion. And then that still doesn't help. So who don't know? Who, who, who knows? Unless a Bliss obviously can't go to the other brand because she's already dead. So they'll obviously still be um, on the same show. Hopefully they won't be continuing whatever they got going on now and they just end that. So the, the elephant of the room that nobody wants to talk about is WWE, but all the bullshit they put out about equality and all that stuff is they're still perpetuating the same stereotypes that they claim to be fighting against. Realistically, Nia Jax doesn't win a champion because she doesn't look like their type of champion. <laughs> you know, mm-mm. Well, shout out to Snickers for getting the Battle Royal uh, name change along with the fans online and, you know, the movement of, get, of, 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 of getting something that was tragically wrong, at least in the right direction. They still got more work to do on that. But um, that's, that's it for my topics. Um, let's get into the news. I'm going to break the first one that WrestleMania 35 will officially return back to New Jersey come next year. MetLife Stadium, outside in the cold, April. It is cold in Maryland right now, so I can assure you that it's going to be cold next year. So uh, get those North Faces, get those triple fat goose, uh, get your heli if you're from D.C. Uh, whatever you're going to need, get that. Start- oh, starters are back in style, so you can get those too. But, um, yeah, making making uh, making that move to MetLife, all right, good luck. But this is not the right call here because there is this stadium in Minneapolis, which is also cold, but inside and way more better. 
And then there's this other stadium that is that's just open. That is amazing. And it's warm. And it's down in hot Atlanta that they could be using. <laughs> but hey, who who am I to know? So um okay. So to be fair, uh, I do have some more to add with that. Um Atlanta, they've tried WrestleMania before. It sucked because Atlanta is cold in, in, in March. It's not a guarantee that it'll be warm. Um, that's why they don't have Super Bowls in Atlanta too often. They had a dome for, for 40 years. WrestleMania being outside, uh, yes, that was confirmed um, and by the governor of New Jersey, Sheila Oliver, and the New York Giants president, uh, was it John Mara? Um, so they had an announcement today up in, um, yeah, and, and the Jets announcement, Neil Glatt, who's a dick. But um, so they're going to announce that officially on Friday, and it's going to be April 7th, 2019, according to Barstool, Barstool Sports, Sports and um, the people up there. Uh, apparently, Philadelphia and Detroit were other front runners. I don't understand. If you're going to have it in New York, why would you have it in Philly? It's too damn cold to sit out there, unless they want to have WrestleMania at noon. You know, it's too damn cold to sit out there in 40-degree weather for seven hours. It doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. Detroit would be nice, but Detroit as a city, I don't think it's the kind of atmosphere that's a great host city. Um, I love Detroit, but what I want to spend a week there, I don't know. And the airport is so far away and so hard to get to. Um, well, Philly's a great city, but uh, their stadium's outside, so that doesn't make sense. Uh, many personally, Minneapolis would be great. Toronto would be great. Toronto's a beautiful city. Um, San Antonio would be great. They have a football stadium. St. Louis has a football stadium that they don't use anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, then by all means, take that baby down to San Diego. Uh, San Diego has a football stadium they don't use anymore. And so does Mexico. I would love to see. I know that, you know, it's an American thing, but Mexico City is in the central time zone. It's the biggest city on this side of the planet. You're telling me that Mexico City couldn't host a WrestleMania? Goddamn right they could. They definitely do a tour of Mexico. It wouldn't affect the time difference as far as the um, when the show would air. And the stadiums are like a decent size, 70,000 foot, uh, 70,000 seat soccer stadium. So they could definitely do it there. But New York for 35, I guess. I was there for 29. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. The only thing I would be in New York is there are going to be so many indie shows in the New York, Jersey, Connecticut area that that's going to be worth going to. So we would definitely keep you updated on the amount of shows coming to WrestleMania uh, 35. So um, I guess I'm going to start off with this. You, you guys remember Marty Jannetty? Who doesn't remember Marty Jannetty? Well, you do, do you remember him for being, you know, Shawn Michaels' uh, ex-partner or for his latest uh, shenanigans on Facebook? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that laugh means both. <laughs> so, right. That's con that laughter is confirmed. So, uh, Marty Jannetty is pretty pissed off about that post, as he should be, um, because he said, in, uh, uh, speaking to The Sun in uh, England, uh, of course, I would never think that. It's messed up. It makes me mad that I wonder, 25 years from now, they'll be saying that I'm that pervert who wanted to fuck his daughter. Well, yeah, Marty, because you said it. 
Um, the, the problem is, he says that somebody actually hacked his phone. And that uh, they posted that on his account, and he didn't know until um, somebody brought it up, to, a fan brought it up to him and said, Marty, uh, what's wrong with you? You're insane. And, um, and, and of course, that led to a whole bunch of things and strained the relationship with his estranged daughter, who he just recently came into contact with. Uh, it, it is a horrible thing what happens on social media when they, uh, if your account really does hack. And I'm willing to take him at his word. But it is um, interesting to see what will be the legacy of Marty Jannetty. Honestly, I think he's doesn't have too much to worry about. Uh, speaking of uh, shenanigans uh, outside of the ring, uh, Jeff Hardy. Well, he got arrested over the weekend for a DWI uh, or driving under the influence in a beautiful eastern North Carolina. He was driving with a blood, blood alcohol level three times the limit crashing his Cadillac into a guardrail. So, of course, because, you know, after he gets better, should he come back to TV? Now, the ultimate deletion uh, of Bray Wyatt is the thing that's going to happen, and some tweets have come through the desk of one Rebecca Hardy. Um, and Reeby wants to let everybody know, to, to answer the question, do we need Jeff Hardy in the ultimate deletion? No, we do not. <laughs> and she says and I quote from her Twitter Matt has busted his ass to get to this point he and I have been fighting for this to happen for nearly a year after the hard work we did and $50,000 plus in legal fees that we paid I'm going to have to say no he is not needed clearly Jeff is doing his own thing and it has nothing to do with us right now so you know what? All right, I was just gonna let you rock out with your comments, but I'm I'm not even gonna let that one slide. Here's why. I can't think of, I can't think of something synonymous for this, but Reeby is definitely acting like that one person. Like until there's team stars winning, they they weren't talking because she is super vocal now on Twitter and everything else about you know all the hard work they put in. Fine. And how this was her protection video, cool. And shout out to the people who's make their their gear, fine. But ultimately, you know, as far as everybody's getting it, it was a team effort. No matter what happened in the background, Jeff and Matt still had to do the work in the ring. And this is kicking a man while he's down. Now this is the Michael Blackston thing on Kevin Hart. Come on now, now y'all supposed to be family. And you 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 can't do that. He first of all, a DUI is sensitive because no matter whatever happened, that you ultimately could kill or be killed, and he wasn't. Self-inflicted damage. You 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 learn your lessons, you pay your fine, you, you you know, you you lose, you know, your possessions, whatever it may be, and or you do jail time, whatever it whatever it is. But ultimately he is hurt. He just finished rehab. Um, um, not rehab, um uh rehab, yes. Uh for, for, for an his, injury, not for, for his injury. Yeah, for his injury. And, you know, that's moving into the right tries to, you know, to, to, to return. You don't do that. That's like Jay going on Jimmy about his whole thing. Like, man, all right, he out here cutting out with a DUI. I might as well go on a singles run. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't do that. I, I, don't, I just don't appreciate that. You know why you do do that? It's because Jeff has a history with substance and, and alcohol abuse. Uh, Jeff, who is nursing, coming back on the men from an injury, uh, should not be driving under the influence. 
he shouldn't be traveling to the influence if he's perfectly healthy. No, now, I, let I, me I, get this straight. Then let, let me be honest with you. Marcellus isn't here. Mr. Silly Sellers is not here tonight for reasons, and that's fine. But if he piped into the chat, drunk in his underwear, he can go fuck himself. That's not what we do here. That's not what we want to do here. And though he's that's our boy, that's not that's not it. That's not, yeah. you know, we gotta cut him off at that point. Right, right, right. And I get Jeff, that, but he's, but Matt isn't being a uh, Jeff isn't being detrimental to the product of what's happening on TV. His own personal decisions risk and jail time is. Yeah, but he's not in jail. So his own personal decisions should 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 ultimately be his consequences of his own. I don't think that's right for her to stand up to say, oh, well, we don't need him. Oh, because everything's all good and kosher now. Because you now no, because got Jeff is fucking with the money. That's why. It's not messing with the money. With the show goes he on. He certainly is. The show goes on. The show, the show goes will on. go on, but the show, but the plan included him. And now a stupid decided to drunk drive in North Carolina. It did no, it didn't include him because he was hurt. He was still already off TV. So this little incident of what's happening. But Jeff got clear. Jeff got cleared last week. And you're telling no, me in the ultimate deletion, he certainly he did. He just got he just finished rehab today. How did he get clear last week? He he I, I, well, I read I read that Jeff got that Jeff got cleared and he was scheduled to return. Um, no, 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 no. Last week they had more of an indication of when he will return, but he just finished rehab today. He announced that on, on his thing. So by whatever metrics that is, that means he is on a map to return as soon. But the ultimate deletion thing got recorded last week. And right. that's not that's not a Reby type of decision. That's WWE saying, Oh, we want to do this before WrestleMania. It's not like this was a grand scheme of events that they're building up for um WrestleMania to to manifest this happening before then so you know this won't be the first of them I mean obviously they had a trilogy of them before so there's more to God I don't think this messes up the money he still could participate in some fashion without being hurt I mean he's not in the ring he's on his own property so they could do it whatever shit if the kids is on this drunk course he can do it if they needed to but that don't mess up anything you know it's it's it down the line you know when he's all back and done, it, it will be it will be all good. I just do not agree with kicking a man while he's down. In other words, support him. Don't be getting money hungry like, oh yeah, we good now. We getting paid. We don't need him. That's no, not the think, type of company you case. need. I think it's hideously irresponsible to for him to pull off a move like that of being caught drunk driving uh, when he's trying to come back. That's what it really comes down to. Not condoning that by no means. I'm I'm it, again his his consequences. Definitely, he should pay for uh for for what he's done, but as a friend, right, it is. or 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 better yet, as family, don't kick a man while he's down. Be a supportive thing. Yes, definitely have that talk with him in person. Don't mess up the money. Don't do that. But don't be Lonzo Ball dad on TV going all wild saying, "Oh, my son not signing with nobody unless his brother gets signed." Okay, because he won't be a Laker soon, and you messed up the money. You don't do that. <laughs> Brian, you got anything to add on that or remove it? I mean, I'm at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, with family issues, you keep that in-house. And I understand what you said, Jamal. Like, yeah, uh, call him out. But, I, you know, we we got to present a united front. You know, have his, you know, and I know what Rebby said, like, just because the way she feels don't mean they don't support him. But at the end of the day, what is her point? What is she trying to get accomplished by publicly coming out and bashing him. And I don't think that's that the case. You know, it's, it's, she, she, she just her. answered the question. Huh? That's all she did. She just answered the question. 
somebody on Instagram or Twitter or Club Penguin or whatever the hell reached out to her and said, hey, where does Jeff fit in on this? And she said he don't. That question, answer. Don't it wasn't answer. Like she, she, don't it wasn't answer. like she brought that man's name out there and said, like, nah, fuck Jeff. Like, she didn't print out a T-shirt, like, fuck that, fuck that Hardy. No, that wasn't the case. <laughs> just answer the question. I will, I will say this, though. She answers everyone. So that's the most consistent reason that I can get behind her having to answer. Because she does answer any way you tweet. But this one, you okay. take the you know, you don't, you don't answer that. You do not well, answer that. that. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe. Hey, maybe and we can move on. Anyway. Hey, but you know what, though? That just tells who the type of person she is. I mean, she, she out here talking about their financials, how much they spend in, in lawyer fee, in legal fees. We don't need to know that. That's not our because, business at all. But that okay, well, that, I think that's I mean, a need is. I agree. We don't need to know that. I don't care about those particulars. However, it, it does add to the struggle, though. And I think it, it, she's just uh, lamenting the point that out of, out of all of the hard work that they fought through, and it's been a hell of an eighteen months for the Hardy family, from the uncertainty with TNA to the WWE to the injuries and such, and then after all of that. Jeff gets a D gets a DUI. Oh no, no, that's not how we do business. It's all good. He'll be fine. Uh, 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 Jimmy or Jay, whatever one of them caught one. Nothing happened there. Well, this, he got lucky with his though. though. <laughs> Let's be real. Right. Yeah. He also. I mean, either one of them did. T Jay. Oh wait, I'm sorry. He did get arrested. Well, nah. there, I mean, you know, there's that. So, um, but yeah, it is what it is. All right, what we got? Uh, all right, let's keep, let's keep it going. So Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter yeah. said that uh, circle of date, July 7th, the Cow Palace in San Francisco because New Japan may be having a show out there. Now, the Cow Palace is not a big building. Um, it's maybe 7,000 seats. Um, and, of course, if it's a New Japan show, they'll sell this stuff out in about five minutes. I'll get the email saying you should buy your tickets now 20 minutes after that. Translate the Japanese website to buy the tickets, and then it realized that it sold out because that was an hour too late. So fuck. NewJapanWorld.com is only ten dollars, but uh, I do think it's interesting that they put in the show. If they do wind up going with San Francisco, uh, they already have the March show in in um, Long Beach um, next weekend, I believe. So I like the fact that New Japan is taking more dates. Uh, they have their um, Training center open in Los Angeles area. Uh, this could be pretty interesting to see what happens with uh, if New Japan uh, does that. And of course, Long Beach, according to Meltzer, sold out in 20 minutes. So San Francisco is another like great place to a city to be in, which had a WrestleMania recently. Um, so I hope that New Japan continues to go forward with that. Uh, last, just a couple quick hits, a couple rumors. Um, Daniel Bryan is going to be on SmackDown uh, next week, and it's rumored to be he will be he will be the referee for the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Shane McMahon match. Why is Shane McMahon still throwing Jawan Howard punches in the ring? I have no idea. Um, hey, hey, go ahead. Or 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 if 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 anyone is not familiar with those fights, why is he out here throwing those uh, um, Kobe Bryant against Chris Child swings out here? Ooh, we may hey. never know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so that that'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know whether it's going to be a triple threat. I don't know if it's going to be a tag uh, or what yet. But that's supposed to be going down on SmackDown next week. Um, 
Filmmaker John Bravo says he has a 25-minute film which implicates Roman Reigns and other WWE superstars for steroid use, which will be released Friday. Now, okay, now, 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 full disclosure. I hate Roman Reigns with a fiery passion. And he's actually one of the three reasons why I don't watch WWE anymore. It's why they don't go to their shows. I don't like the guy. I'll never like the guy. He is the equivalent of syphilis on my TV. But, uh, you know, Joseph Annoy has a daughter. And he has to go out there and put food on the table for him and his moderately attractive wife um, and, and do that thing. So I hope. I wouldn't want to see his livelihood threatened, is what I'm saying. But UPS is hiring, as Biggie said. Get the hell off my TV, uh, good <laughs> riddance, if it's true. Uh, and if it's not true, then, then don't slander the guy, because that's not that's not cool either. Um, apparently, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was uh, the pre-show favorite, was uh, uh, up in the air, but according wait. to wrestlers... Wait, wait, wait. Back to the last topic. I thought you was going to bring this up. The guy, the guy has... Been out talking about he has a long documentary that he's ready to release. Um, he feels like you know danger because this is going to change the shape of WWE and other people involved that's been named, such as um, some actors out there and blah 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 blah. There's also been information saying that they got the wrong person, not Roman Reigns, but someone else. Um, WWE does not feel like they're in danger of this and or any other booking with Roman Reigns, and also too. You know, by all means, this guy's been saying he's going to put this out for a long time. So, you know, at some point, it's either going to happen or it's not. Well, none of that matters because he says this coming Friday on your local YouTube channel, it's going to be out. So I don't care how long he's been saying it. You know, he said this Friday. I feel like he said a date before, so we'll see. We'll definitely will see. If you have 25 minutes, uh, do check the, you know, get the YouTubes ready. And that's going to be a thing. Now, this guy could be BS. And honestly, a part of me hopes that it is BS because uh, you know, he's, he's arguably threatening people's livelihoods, and that's not cool. But if it is true, by Roman, you can go. Um, so we won't, I mean, we won't really know until we see what he has to say. And this guy does seem like kind of a sleazebag when it comes down to it, you know, as far as him basically exploiting these people for his own benefit, and that is a scumbag move, unless it's true. So I think that you know, Friday it will be interesting to see a if this guy you know posts what he's posting, or b you know he turns out to be just a fraud. Um, last thing, uh, Dean Ambrose is in Birmingham, Alabama, to check on the progress of his surgically replaced, repaired triceps. So hopefully, uh, if you're an Ambrose fan. Uh, why? But if, if you are an Ambrose fan, then hopefully uh, everything's good with him and he should be on the road to rehab sooner than later and on your TV sooner than later. And that's the uh, news for this week. All right. Sounds good. Brian, you got anything to add to topics or anything discussions or anything you want to ask? Um, Let us oh, have man, it. You know, we hit every, you know, we hit everything that's relevant right now. And I've been taking heat because um, on my tapped out segment, I put Ronda Rousey on there. Oh, God. I said that (laughs) I'm just not a fan of her not being on Raw. But then I heard something about that they reversed that and she now will be on. She has been advertised for the next uh, 
couple of Raws. I believe we got three Raws until Mania. So, you know, I took some mm-hmm. heat for that this week. What y'all think? Um, well, I mean, you can go ahead, too, James. I've, I've, I mean, I've they put their foot in their mouth. They Come on, now. They knew they was going to have her doing publicity and doing Ellen and all this other stuff. Don't make a hard decision saying she's going to be on every Raw. Like, why was that necessary? Either she there or she not there. It didn't matter. Just don't say something <laughs> that happen. That's just absolutely stupid to me. Absolutely stupid. How about this? Um, oh, I mean, personally, I think Ronda's been trash from the beginning. Um, and, and, you know, I just can't wait for this experiment to be over so we can get some real women's wrestling back in the building. <laughs> now, go ahead and, and invalidate my, my statement because it ain't popular. Go ahead, goddammit. But I'm just saying, Ronda's trash. Y'all don't know it yet, but it is what it is. You, it, It's like a car accident. Just because it happened, and we know it happened, but and we know what we're looking at, but you can't stop looking at it. You're rubberneck. Now it's a back up on the highway because you're staring at this damn car wreck that is Ronda Rousey. I don't have anything to talk about for Ronda right now. I do have something Thank to you. talk about Floyd Mayweather and, and CM Punk, but that's just for another day. I need to hear Mayweather, more. Mayweather for Hall of Fame. That's what I say. I, I'm just saying, like, uh, um, UFC just can't get it right, and they just dropped the ball hugely with having a major deal of uh, Floyd Mayweather versus CM Punk. Both guys are are green as I don't know what in the UFC. You could have had them work a match because that's all it was going to be <laughs> and generate tons of money considering the type of backing both of those guys got. So uh, they dropped the ball there. But um, b- b- before we get out of here, two things. One, uh, Brian, let's 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 talk about your segment earlier for wrestling for the culture. I listened in for it. Let's let's bring that to speed real quick here. Mm-hmm. On um, you. So, oh, you said oh. So uh, let's see what we had. Uh, Titus O'Neil, uh, which I know is now as we get closer to the end of the week, it's older news. You know him being an ambassador, and one of the things I said, I think Titus is will be Titus O'Neil will be a WWE Hall of Famer. May not necessarily be because he may have won a lot of championships if he doesn't win any, but it will be because of his, um, you know, him being a strong ambassador for the company. Um, you know, you guys was also down there. You you guys saw firsthand uh, my girl Faye Jackson taking care of business at Nova Pro. Uh, I also interviewed last week. Bianca Belair was uh, one, you know, went over dominant <laughs> in dominant fashion over Miss Drew Renee. Um, who I've had the pleasure of speaking to. Um, so that interview is on dbryanhwaters.com. And um, that's the stuff that jumps out. Oh, Rich Swan. Uh, Rich Swan is – I hate to say this because, you know, I, I, I kind of know his wife and work with her. But his tweets were very disturbing um, when I read them. And I don't know if anybody's had – if y'all had a chance mm-hmm. to read them. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, yeah, so am I reading too much into this? No, uh, maybe it's just me. Okay, okay. No, you know, no. I mean, I mean, look, we are more than ever in the era of we need to read too much into signals such as that. Um, they're mm-hmm. not to be taken lightly because when it when it when they're not addressed, then it's too late. That's been the case with everything. So absolutely, it's, it is. I won't. I won't go as far as saying a cry for help, but it's a hey. Someone needs to come in this vicinity and do something. Say something. Mm-hmm. The, the peers, the mentors, everybody that's involved, the connections, the good friends. 
someone place a hand on that guy's shoulder and and, and talk to him. That's 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 all I'm gonna say for that. And by the way, too, I I, I address your your segment, but um, for anybody who's not familiar with um, wrestling for the culture, could you explain what it is? Wrestling for the culture is really a, a column I started to um, really write about what's going on with wrestlers of color. Uh, you know, it's a <laughs> to say I'm black and I'm proud is an understatement. You know, so you know I talk about wrest- uh, just wrestlers of color, black wrestlers. Um, in February, I'll be straight up. I kept it all about the black wrestlers transitioning. You know. Mentioning the Japanese wrestlers and the, uh, but I'm really, it's going to focus more on the African Americans, but there will also be, you know, some uh, mentions of Samoans and Asian wrestlers as well. That's right, and um, you and can... I got to give a shout out to uh, real quick a shout out to the people on um, Instagram at Black Wrestling Alliance because you know they do a good job and that's a great source to get information from every day if you're looking to see what Black wrestlers are doing. Right on. And definitely you can read his columns over at thebrianhwaters.com. Um, but I shouldn't be doing the plug-in. It's your, it's your time. So definitely well, you know, <laughs> definitely plug well, everything, man. You, you got to let you gotta let the fans know where they can catch you at. Well, I just make it one, you know, I can say this, that you can find me at all Wrestling Realm content, including what just was released the, uh, yesterday, Break It Down with Brian H., on all platforms where you can get podcasts, uh, that is iTunes. Well, start with SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud takes you to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Um, so you can find me there, Facebook, and on Twitter at Wrestling Realm at Brian H Waters. That's right. So I mean, Facebook groups, um, pages, Twitter, all that, man. Be you know. There's no way you can't you, you can't find the guy. It's 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 all over there. <laughs> I do, look, I do social media in my shoot job, and when I come home, I do social media. My wife said, "You always on social media." Um, it pays you know, the bills. I, it, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how that goes. Happy happy wife, happy life. But hey, you you got to make sure those uh those those ducats are 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 being accumulated too. Them gimmicks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Jamal, any last remarks for you before we get out of here? Um, yeah. So tomorrow I will have a review up on BitGoBeltGroup.com uh, for Tomb Raider. Uh, I saw that earlier this week, and I, I don't have time to do it tonight. I'm dead tired. But tomorrow I will have that review up for, for all of you. And next week I am seeing... Island Isle of Dogs on Monday. I am seeing Ready Player One and I am seeing Pacific Realms. Oh god, don't remind me. Um I'm seeing that on um yeah, Tuesday and Isle of and um Ready Player One on Wednesday. That's right. So it's gonna be a busy week at the movies and uh I'll have reviews for of course for all of those the week before they come out will be released in theaters on BitGoBelgroup.com. That's right. I'll also be seeing those too, but I won't have a review. I will have my uh, 10 second tidbit of either yay or nay. But um, definitely, if you are more in depth and trying to legitimately see what the movie's about, um, is it worth it? Breaking down um, 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 the, the elements, the dynamics of the movie, you definitely want to check that out. I, I definitely uh, appreciate no bias because why? Fuck that guy. This plan. Um, I definitely appreciate the craft that he does in um, 
putting out the review. So you guys definitely show some love over there in the review section of the page and uh, check it out. Next week, a lot of good movies everybody want to see. Ready Player One, I know everyone wants to see that. So definitely you want to be uh, keeping your eye out for that for sure. But Mr. Brian H. Waters, we super, super duper appreciate you uh, making this happen tonight. Um, don't be a stranger. We'll be doing this for sure more. Um, and, um, you know, the door is always open. And again, everybody, um, definitely check all his social media. We already plugged all that. Thanks for listening. We will be back to you next week, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you later.